part of this journey of like growth is some things are going to feel contrived are going to feel a little awkward and inauthentic and the story of like, this isn't really me will come up here and there until I find what is the expression of that that is actually me and is me stepping into a new level of leadership and growth and making that a part of me and integrating it. Yeah, but you're only going to experience that. You're only going to get to that if and when you try. Yes. And being, that's a big piece, right? Is being willing to take risks and being right. willing to feel fucking dumb. Yeah. And, to, yeah. and for it to not land. And that was part of, and still is part of our journey, but the dynamic of. I'm going to try anyway. We're going to try anyway. And a mutual understanding of this is tender for us. Mm-hmm. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. starting we are live <laughs> i've never said that before have i baby stop <laughs> it's the first time i've ever made that <clears throat> really funny joke it's so funny thank you so everyone i want you all to know that we have almost no plan for this show pretty much not no. i just hit the button and we're going she said fuck it we're going live <laughs> 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 everyone in case you missed the joke this is not live no one it, is like, watching is this in a di- sense no it isn't well no it's not but like it's not live it feels like it though because you no. press the record button and it changes colors and all of a sudden oh shit the timer's on <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't live okay baby right live would be if they could see us actually live but I don't know if we're getting technical with this. I think we are live, even if nobody's watching or listening live. Okay, so this is not what this recording is about. Let's take at least 10 more minutes to process To process it. Yep. So in the development of the podcast, we have a slew of different people that we can do recorded podcast episodes with. And then there's a short little list going on on the side that are topics for me or for Jordan and I to dig in together. And I don't know if this was Serena, our projects manager, if this was just like a selfish thing that she bumped to the top of the list. Well, or, she said both. Or if she really did have that many people <sighs> suggest this to the show. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have a conversation about Jordan's journey into dominance. To being a dom. Once you become a dom, your voice gets very deep like this. And you talk and breathe into the microphone like a weirdo. (sighs) I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry for my husband. Excuse him, please. (laughs) I think in a lot of ways they resonate. Some people resonate with our story because we got together and just to like set some groundwork here, we got together and a part of our story is that I was already in ear quotes, that sex chick and was a sex educator and educating people on ways to expand on their intimacy, explore more, be more curious, the fan, all of it. And I got together with this, and these are my words, this golden California vanilla monogamous, serial monogamous guy, man. And we got together in a relationship. No, and I was a guy was- then, now I'm a man, but then I was a guy. <laughs> He was a guy, and now he's a man. (laughs) And he got together with this, you know, deep South Louisiana, vampiric, tatted, talking about sex chick. 
kinky nymphomaniac. Not a nympho. Polyamorous. What else? Consensual non-monogamy, open relating, whore. (laughs) (laughs) Can I take that back? I just, I felt it coming and I could not say it. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) But you're my whore. It's a little you. better. That's right. a little better. It's I don't know if maybe slut. Somebody got offended. Slut might feel better. My little slut. Maybe I don't know. I feel you like liked that, I didn't feel. You? I'm not sure yet, and I feel like we're about four minutes in, and this can maybe only get worse. <laughs> Rain it back in. Okay. Continuing to lay the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Even though in my head I said lay the pipe because you <laughs> are next to me and I can't help it. You want me to lay that pipe right now, you? Don't are you? just... Do you want to press pause and... No. <laughs> are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure. All right. Well, I think everyone knows like Jordan is a character. Uh-huh. And I think we both have a sense of humor, but for mm-hmm. sure you are way more the clown character, the comedian out of the two of us and so we got together and here I am as this kind of like sincere but still playful anyway we in some ways couldn't be more opposite sure and for some reason we work and we have chosen to be in a relationship together the question that you know whether Serena or Serena and community have for us is what did Jordan's journey look like in embracing sexual development and I would love for you to touch on that that place of not even knowing that sexual development was really a thing. Mm-hmm. And then how it originally and initially felt to be partnered with someone that, you know, for me saying, I see you and I love you and I want to be in a partnership with you and I want to grow and develop in our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then what's the feelings there as far as like feeling critical or criticized rather mm-hmm. and like not enoughness and all that. So I'd love for you to just... Start us off there and know everyone who's listening that hopefully eventually we will land in how Jordan has embraced and leaned into his more dominant side. All right, y'all. Strap in. We're going balls deep. Strap in and strap it on. Am I right? Okay. She's giving me the look. So to be fair, as you were sharing some of that stuff, this is a question that I and we get personally, like directly quite often. Oh, so maybe Serena did get this question as much as she was telling us. It doesn't surprise because it's very relatable. I think to the people that resonate with us most, there's a relatability that feels like, okay, how do we get that? And it feels accessible, but how? Like, what does that journey look like? So my journey, we met, I found this hot, tatted up chick talking about sex on Facebook, clicked add friends, and y'all know the story more or less from there. Now we're married and I'm uh-huh. trapped. Someone mm-hmm. save me. I recently on my Instagram reposted the video of both when I was going to meet you in person and then when I came back from meeting you in person for the first time, which is like very cute. And it's also relevant to this conversation because if you feel into who, at least when I look at that person, very much me, but then I feel into who I am now, the growth and how dominance and leadership has played a role in my life and how much more mature and even more authentic. I'm still as playful, but I don't use my playfulness as a crutch nearly as much, which that was, I think, a big challenge in our relationship is I would be overly playful and really immature and somewhat ungrounded in our intimacy, in our sexual connection, because it was a way, in a sense, for me to 
I, I oftentimes use the phrase, hedge my bets. Or to protect I'm, yourself. Protect myself. If I'm being a little insincere or playful, I can sort of pretend like I didn't mean it if it doesn't land. And it, that ain't something that... Weak. That a lady wants to fuck on a consistent basis. Yes. So... What you said. <laughs> That's true. You were equal parts intriguing as fuck and terrifying as fuck. <laughs> and as it goes, early on in the relationship, it was pretty easy. It's like we were infatuated with one another in love, honeymoon phase, sex was very easy and exciting. So great. Most people we can relate to that. We also didn't see each other. Like we did and we didn't. We lived in two different places. So we knew that there was going to be some polarity that would be mm-hmm. created because we would be physically away from each other sure. for little bits of time until we were practically inseparable. Yeah. The first handful of months, it was more that long distance vibe. And then for the next handful of months and, and we were traveling, it was you know, the novelty was strong for a hot season. And then you, as would be expected and is very on brand for you, you started to seed the challenge of this is not going to meet up at some point. This is going to get old and stale. And you said it mostly pretty gracefully. And while I heard that, I was listening, but maybe I didn't hear it <laughs> fully. Or I just didn't know what to do with that. I was like, okay, what the fuck does that mean then? And I knew it was true. Like I believed based on my previous experience and just being aware enough, like, yeah, she's right about that. And yet I'll just keep kicking this can down the road as long as I can. Right. Well, because <laughs> like, what does that actually mean? Exactly. You know, to someone who's mm-hmm. never really done anything with that. I was like, what, what do I do with that? Yeah. And so I want to start with, there is no silver bullet and there's no one tactic or trick or practice that solves this. It's not even a slew of them. It is a deeply embodied knowing leadership and an authentic dominance that is unique to me that has come to be and is, you could say, omnipresently expressed as a result of several years of being very committed to this path. And at times it's been really awkward, really fucking frustrating. I mean, there was, what, a solid one to maybe two or even more years and it's peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, waves. But where we were, this was really hard. And it was the source of a lot of sadness and frustration, anger, disconnection. For both of us. For both of us. And the dynamic, the story was very much, could be boiled down to, I'm not enough and you're too much. And that's also something very common that when we were just on a call with somebody where that came up. And I had the opportunity to fucking get over myself and you as well in your own way. Yeah, absolutely. It looked different on both sides. Yeah. Where I struggled with the story of I'm simply not who I can't be who she wants me to be. And I remember some conversations where I was like, you might have to get that elsewhere. And when I think back on that, I'm like, you fucking coward with compassion. But I'm also like, come on, bro. Don't. That's a cop out. And I mostly knew that, but it was just, again, a protection mechanism. I'm like, okay, if I say that's simply not me, then it's, I'm powerless. It's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. But really, I just knew it wasn't going to be easy. It was going to take a long-term commitment. And so the beginning, as it goes in any area of personal development, it's cultivating awareness. It's like, what am I doing currently slash what is even available to do differently? Or what are, what is this 
world of intentional sexuality and conscious kink and BDSM and dominance and submission, what does that actually even look like? Because I didn't know, not really. I had judgments and mostly informed by porn, by my upbringing, by all kinds of factors that were just mostly unconscious conditioning. But when I thought about them consciously, I was like, oh yeah, none of those things feel, most of those things don't feel very good. They don't feel authentic and they're actually not that appealing. And so once I started to dig into, okay, what does it look like to have a growth mindset in this aspect of my growth? Because I was well, I was a personal development junkie at that point and had done all kinds of things, all kinds of retreats and programs and such. But I had done very little specifically in the realm of my sexual personal development. I had done a few immersive Tantra experiences and that's part of it. Make no mistake. Unfortunately, I had that and that was like, that was helpful, but still there was just one piece of a massive pie, if you will. Sex and Love Co. is officially back in bed with Yoni Pleasure Palace. We really are a match made in heaven. YPP continuously amazes me. Once a company known for their Yoni eggs and crystal pleasure wands, they have grown into a truly remarkable brand with many services and additional products like glass, steel, and wood pleasure tools for those of you who like a more natural element in your toy collection, as well as waterproof sex blankets. You know, that's one of my faves. Yoni steam herbs and stools, strap-on harnesses, specialty vibrators, anal toys and prostate massage massagers, water and oil-based lubricants, breast massage oil, menstrual products, and so much more. If you can believe, I have quite a collection of things that fall under the category of adult products. By far, the most impressive part of my collection are the items I have by Yoni Pleasure Palace. Every purchase I make or gift that I give from YPP has an element of sacredness to it, and that truly takes them above and beyond any other brand I've tried or that I've worked with. I've got great news, my love. With our recent recommitment and partnership, Yoni Pleasure Palace has increased my code, that sex chick, from taking 10% off of your order to 15% off your entire YPP purchase. Hell yes. So head to the link in the show notes to add Yoni Pleasure Palace to your collection. And don't forget to use the promo code ThatSexChick at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Uh, will you, baby? She will. She concurs that she will. <laughs> You're so cute. My baby's a little sick. I know. I don't know if anybody can hear it in my voice. Yeah. I like to think that these microphones are so good that it, it can hide it. Yeah. But I am talking a lot less uh-huh. than normal. And this is your story to tell. People uh-huh. are really interested in, of course, I'll ask questions that will lead you to answering in a way that I want you to answer, but uh-huh. now is not that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so carry on. And so, you know, that was early on and then we're getting toward the middle of it became the tension, the dissonance, the disconnection. And the wearing off of the honeymoon phase was like, all right, I've kicked this can down the road enough. I need to do something about this or we're kind of in trouble in a sense. At the very least, we're on the path to a somewhat complacent, passive, resentful relationship that still, you know, maybe slash probably is marriage and kids and all the things. But the longer I put this off, the harder it's going to be. 
yeah. as it goes with things. The universe can do it for you or you can proactively do it. And it's, when it's on your terms, it's much more graceful generally. Yeah, not necessarily you know, easier, yeah. but you can definitely have some semblance of control uh-huh. in the matter and have choice in the matter. How this was then starting to show up in our relationship, which I think would be a good thing to underscore here is that outside of like the kink dynamic or the dominance or the leadership or anything like that, what it winds up kind of boiling down to, and this I think will make it even a little bit more real for people who are listening is that who's initiating mm, I was and just who's, go there. you know, and that was something that we were just speaking to some clients on a call about is there might be a time where I would have gone to initiate, but it wasn't met with a certain kind of energy. And so I just kind of abandoned ship and then was like, well, I'm just going to leave this up to you. And then if you initiate and I'm not quite ready or you initiate, but it's a type of sex that you want. Yeah. And since that's the only thing I'm really getting, I'm going to do it, but only up to a certain point before I got to weigh what the options are. If not doing it is actually better in that instance than doing it because it's the same thing that I've been offered every time and I actually like have some things to do or I'd rather go do something else that's pleasurable or yeah you know what I mean and just like this is an idea right like I'm sure elements of this were actually playing out and I am kind of fabricating a little bit of it to, to make a point but stretch that out over time and that is what it winds up being and a lot of times what we see is that it's her then that will be a bit more closed off because the thought would be that like, maybe I'm the one that at the beginning of our relationship was so down for sex. And actually the, if anything, it was the it was opposite, the opposite. from like a surface level, right? I was being a sexual erotic blueprint type is like, yeah, down to fuck most of the time, but one specific way as you reference. Right. And I'd like more than that. And yeah. how do you communicate? I, as a new partner in a feminine way, when I already am challenged by being more in my feminine than my masculine energy how do I tell you that I love you and I love everything about you and I want more from you? Not you're not enough, but I want more of you and I want more from you. And I want you to be committed to this thing like I'm committed to this thing because if we want to have a relationship and an intimate life like we've never experienced before, it's going to require us to do things that we've never done before. Come on now. And so I had a little moment here when I was just talking where I was like, I hope I make any sense because my brain feels a little weird, but I think that landed. You're crushing it, sweetie. Great. So I think that leads you now to like making the decision kind of on this hero's journey of sorts, making the decision. And then what did it actually look like? Like to make the decision and then what did you do? So a couple key, actually a handful of key experiences that come to mind. The first directly intentional step in this direction that I recall making was taking the erotic blueprint quiz. Before that, I don't, there might've been others, but that was one that felt pretty pivotal and significant because you had been trying to explain some of this stuff to me and doing it as gracefully and clearly as you could, but it just, homie wasn't getting it. And once we had that structure and that language and that clarity, it gave us something to look at, to consider and to work with a little bit. And that was maybe, I don't know, somewhere between maybe six to 12 months in our relationship. And so that was one. Another one that was, yeah, probably a handful of months later was the want, will, won't list. Your want, will, won't list. And so it's crazy that we're well over a year in our relationship before we ever even took that. It's shameless plug, sexandlove.co slash resources. It's free. Yeah. And it's great. It's such a great date night activity. 
sparks sexy and potentially fun, comfortable conversations. And so when we did that together, I mean, there was at least two to three hours, maybe more of digging into that processing, connecting, sharing just very vulnerably. And a lot of awesomeness came out of that. So that was another pivotal piece. And then the big dog. Well, there was one other too. I had a conversation with Kenneth Play, which you like strongly encouraged. And I really had to get over myself a bit more. This was a very humbling process. It took a lot of humility and a lot of, I was and am no stranger to that. But when it comes to sex, I think especially as a man, it's fucking tender. It's very, if I'm not good at sex, just to put it very simply, if I'm not great at sex, if I'm not consistently mind-blowing, if I'm not giving my lady orgasms all the time and she's not super satisfied. And hot for you and wanting you. Yeah, then I'm not a real man. You know, that's what the story can boil down to. And so then I got Kenneth Play, which y'all got to check him out. Yeah, I was going to say, Kenneth Play has a a program. too. Yeah, we'll keep going. Oh, I don't know the line. His famous line is something along the lines of like, I have... He said, average size... Cock. He's an Asian man with an average yeah. size cock. And if I can be great at sex, you can be too. Exactly. Something like that. It's kind of like a somewhat, you could say, self-deprecating, demoralizing statement. But, but it's then like it's, stating the reality. It's, empo- it's empowering. So it's like, shit. And on some level perceived him and even still do as like a sex god. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the thing is he's just to fill everybody in. Kenneth Play has a program that's called Sex Hacker Pro, which is also if you go to sexandlove.co forward slash resources, you can find it there. And it's like sex ed and porn blended together. Yeah. And I think that there's something about like, that man fucks. We know he fucks. We've seen him fuck. This guy fucks. This guy fucks. And he's fucked a lot of women and he's given a lot of orgasms. Like a lot, a lot. And like, he's boiled it down to a science. I'm, I'm using that phrase a lot, boiled it down. He's, oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But it is. That's what yeah. He definitely has boiled it down, if we're going to use that, to a science. And he has it in the form of this course and all that. And so I was trying to share resources with Jordan and it's hard to share resources sometimes with a, especially a male partner that has to do with sex. Yeah. And then all they hear and see is not good enough yep. or there must be, or they want to protect themselves and kind of project it back onto the woman where it's like, Oh, this is your shit. Yep. Brothers. Do you feel me? I know there's some men listening to this. that are like, like 20, shit. like only like 20%. Yeah. Of our listeners. <laughs> are well, the women too though, right? This dynamic again is just so common. Yeah. And so had a conversation with Kenneth and great conversation. It continued to illuminate things. And it also was like, how much can really happen in a one-off 30 or so minute conversation? Not much, but seeds can be planted and things can be watered. And that was definitely what happened. And then the biggest thing that I remember that was like the big dog, as I referenced earlier, is us going to Tantra Meets BDSM with Omra Pani and Lori Handlers. And that experience, and that was at that point, I don't know, I guess we we're maybe like two years in our relationship, something like that. The first one we went to. Yeah, maybe like a year and a half. Yeah. And that was, as it goes in this personal development game, being immersed essentially all day and night for several days in a container that is specific to something that you're wanting to grow in, shit happens. Surrounded by other people who want to do the same. Yes. And And who are taking their relationship sincerely in a particular way as well. Yeah. And having 
a master practitioner or practitioners in this case. And also we had several of our friends there. And so it just, it was something, and that's something I want to double click on is having a shared initiation, you and I together. So it was something that we were, I wasn't necessarily just, because up until that point, it was just felt like it was kind of all on me. And I don't know how we do this together. Well, a, a really a hack for doing it together is paying someone else to shaman us through an experience together. Right. Because then it, I mean, otherwise it's this dynamic between us that I hold some kind of information or keys to some kingdom (laughs) that you're reluctantly trying to get into, but I'm sitting here going, I want you to lead and initiate and I would like to surrender, but I'm bottoming, (laughs) I'm topping from the bottom. Ah, yes. And like, we're both kind of trying to lead and we're both a little annoyed and it can get really murky. And my recommendation for anyone where like that resonates for them is to find someone who can lead you both yes, and can lead the person who is leading and lead the person who is following the person that they are instructing to lead. (laughs) If that can really land and make sense there because then both parties are able to relax Mm -hmm. and follow. And the other person has that meta perspective and is holding the outer container and can say, now try this or practice this or insert this kind of communication or whatever the thing is. And you have an opportunity to try the thing out and you kind of can't run away from it. And you can't fail either. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It just, I just got an image in my mind too of Kat, Dr. Kat Myers at Burning Man when we walked into her talk at Play Alchemist and she was leading a couple through like a Dom sub experience. And it was quite clear they'd never done something like that, but deeply loved each other, married. Anyway, just that was a really beautiful getting to witness that. Like people well, taking through something people like that. I think people just hear, oh, like she's into kink or this dominance or this <laughs> DS kind of play. And, you know, some people have really like a big fetish and a big kink, mm. you know, whatever their fetishes are, whether it's leather and impact or whatever, or it's they really, really like kinky play so that it's so much like a part of who they are and their identity in their life. And that isn't us. Yeah. It really isn't. It isn't me. It isn't us. I wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, kink is a part of my identity. It's a part of who I am. And I want to play with these dynamics and I want to have this really expansive, amazing sex life. But I'm not like going to the local munch in town to meet other kinky people so that we can connect on our kinks. You know, like it's just different for different people. I like to leverage this mostly from the energetic dynamics and standpoint. Mm. And I like to look at the smorgasbord of the plethora of what's available in DS dynamic and in kink at large and go, how are we going to add flavor to our sex life? What Mm. thing over here do we feel confidence and embodiment towards like being able to deliver an experience to each other? And I think we've over time gotten much better at being able to do this. And I've continuing to learn to follow and you continuing to learn to lead and both of us challenging each other and doing that even more, even further. And we're still, and I like this and I'm also again, still terrified of it at the same time. We're just scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. We're still just scratching the surface if you can believe it. Yeah. So, which is so beautiful. It's very, for me, it's very encouraging, inspiring, and I have infinite optimism around it because I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. It's we super it. exciting that we, there is yeah, just so much more opportunity. I love that you, maybe to paraphrase my own way, what you said is kink is not our lifestyle, but it is a part of our lives. Like 
a notable, important thing that supports us. We love introducing other people to it. Yes. Love it. And making it something that is demystified and accessible and in a sense, fairly simple. It's that whole simple but ain't easy. So coming back to the story, this Tantra meets BDSM weekend, that was like, okay, I'm in this and I'm starting to understand it viscerally, like in my body. I have done these things. I've been instructed to hold this energy and to feel these feelings and to say these things and to hold these postures. And certainly some of it was like, I still don't get it, but like others like, a little Oh yeah, exactly. Felt. And that is part of this journey of like growth is some things are going to feel contrived are going to feel a little awkward and inauthentic. And the story of like, this isn't really me will come up here and there until I find what is the expression of that. That is actually me. And is me stepping into a new level of leadership and growth and making that a part of me and integrating it. Yeah. But you're only going to experience that. You're only going to get to that. If and when you try. Yes. And being, that's a big piece, right? Is being willing to take risks and being right. willing to feel fucking dumb. Yeah. And, to, yeah. and for it to not land. And that was part of, and still is part of our journey, but the dynamic of. I'm going to try anyway. We're going to try anyway. And a mutual understanding of this is tender for us mm-hmm. on both ends. And I'm going to take some risks. You have my commitment to that. And I need you to be gracious when it doesn't, right. when I fuck up or like it, you don't really feel yeah. me or it doesn't land or you don't shame me or you, you encourage me and you give me loving feedback. Right. <laughs> and I have tact. Yes. And, and this, this wasn't always the case. No, it was not. You know, and it was really in that, <laughs> was really in that, that initial Tantra BDSM experience too. Cause up to this point I'd been doing my exploring and had had my I'd had just different kinds of relationships and I was going to workshops and I was speaking on panels and it was all from like the sex educator perspective, but now I was in a relationship and it's very different when I'm helping others start to lean into something. But when it comes to my own relationship dynamic, it's of course, again, tender and it's my own personal shit and I can't see what I'm so, I'm so up close to it. I can't back up sometimes like actually take in and, but anyway, the, one of the biggest things that came up for me during that time was just how much, I almost want to say bratty energy that I was bringing, but bratty, yes, a brat in the context of kink and DS, a brat is someone who pushes back on their dominant. And so that person is affectionately called a brat tamer. And this is a dynamic that goes on and people intentionally play with it, a brat and a brat tamer. However, in that context, the brat surrenders because some people will go, oh, I'm just being bratty. Well, that's one thing. Or, oh, I'm just a brat. I'm like, but do you eventually surrender or are you critical yeah. the entire time to the point where you're actually the dominant and you're humiliating and embarrassing the person that is trying to lead you? Mm-hmm. And that's just not cool. And I was doing that with you, even though I was kind of trying not to, I didn't know really how not to. And it was in that dynamic that I realized like, no matter what, rather, no matter what, I need to be your cheerleader. And this is tender and all those things for both of us. And so I get to be patient. I don't go, I want you to lead more. I want you to initiate more and then just snap my fingers and you go, okay, I'm going to check this off the to-do list. I'm going to do this for her. She wants leader. Now, And we were just also just talking about how telling your partner that you want them to lead more, you want them to initiate more. 
is an impossible question to ask of them. Because like, what does that look like? Or it's an impossible <laughs> thing to answer because what does it actually look like? You know, so I was saying that I wanted something and I was trying to explain the energy, but I wasn't being specific. And I was also fooling myself saying that if I'm specific, then it's going to take the sexy out of it or it's going to demystify it. Or maybe you just actually aren't cut out for this and it just spirals into neither of us get what we want and it's really hard to connect. Yeah. So I learned I need to be your cheerleader because I love you and because we're growing together. We don't just bypass all the shit and get to like the promised land. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure we've shared this story at some point. At that experience, this wonderful Indian dominant guru. He's been on the show. Yeah, he called you out and said something along the lines of make him right. Yeah. And he was calling out that brattiness. I'm like, make him right. And that seemed to really land for you. I just stopped. Well, that's because if it's someone who's really holding an authority and is really convicted in what they are saying and they're really in congruence with what they are saying and it's said to me, I don't question it. Yeah. That is something that I hope that my friends and people who are close with me have learned about me by now is that I can take it, but Definitely. you better have it backed up. Because yeah. if you don't, I'll sniff it out instantly <laughs> and I will and be like, right, them. I will be right there. But if it's like a really important big thing, uh, I like love when it lands because I'm like, life's not the same after that. Yeah. And to that point real quickly, there was an experience a few months ago where we were having a conversation. We were moving through some challenging stuff in our lives. And this is what dominance in an energy can look like outside of the bedroom, but it still is a dynamic and an energy it has implications for the bedroom, if you will. Like in the dynamic of a relationship, dominance and submission is not only about sex. Yeah, and masculine and feminine energy, we want to deduce it down to that as well. Because it is the leader follower, the dominance and the submission. And if you want to use in some ways, it's masculine, feminine. Man, woman, you know, like just to heteronormatize all of it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but I think, I think, you know, to kind of like help it land for some other people, but it's not inclusive or exclusive necessarily to yeah. all of those things. Yeah. There's and gray area everywhere. Of course. Lots of gray shades. Okay. <laughs> so this particular experience, and I won't go into all the details, but I said something along the lines of, I'm going to say something to you, baby, and it might hit. You might, you're probably going to feel something, but it feels very appropriate. And I said, grow the fuck up. It just, like you described, it hit. It was coming from a loving masculine leadership dominance place and from love from like deep fun conditional love as I like to say and you just fully received it yeah and you've tried that line since then a couple times and it didn't land and it didn't it wasn't land appropriate. And, and I, I knew and it. I looked at you and was like nope that's not here <laughs> it but worked so well that time that I was like I want that to happen I went, again <laughs> the time that you the original time that you said that was great mm -hmm. this no so you gotta be like you, uh -huh. you gotta be in it it's got to be right and real and then the last thing i'll say about the first tantra meets bdsm experience we had there was one workshop and i won't go into detail because i know we've talked about this before but basically we we're having a bioenergetic experience that had a dominant submission energy to it like a, a kink aspect and you like burst into tears and also no, into like burst. anger well i'll say you were fucking angry and yeah. then burst into tears. And it was just a wave of emotion flowed through you. And not to put words in your mouth, but the way you've described it is there is, it's like the experience of 
knowing your role in this dynamic and your resistance to like encouraging me to step more into that, it just became very apparent for you. And so there was that bioenergetic release that was like, all right, I'm here. I'm surrendering. I'm committed to this. Yeah. And you did too. I'm with you. You did too. It was the same one. This was like the pressure in the jaw. Yeah. And then I felt from you, I don't know. It was kind of like I was doing the same thing then back to, because we were trading roles over and over again, but it was like your big emotion. I like wanted to back up from it and then go that I want to fuck that. (laughs) Give me that. Mm -hmm. Like step the fuck up. You know, like it was when I was getting like angry and right. I'm like more, 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 more. Cause I'm so used to seeing and feeling the light, the lighthearted, the playful where I'm like, there's more to you. Where's the raw emotion that's safe but it's real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the same. I can be so deep and so sincere. And at times, like, a little glass is half empty, a little cloudy. I make the day a little partly cloudy. And you encourage me to be lighter and happier and more joy-filled. And so that's our commitment to each other. That's the sacred roles we play yeah. is to encourage this out of each of us. And what factors into us behaving the way that we behave and having the habits that we have are the lives that we lived before we met each other. And so for 30 some odd years before, well, about 30 years before we met each other, that's a long time to have formed those habits. And of course we'd had certain ahas and breakthroughs. We love breakthroughs, but still this is now, you know, was our next iteration of, of us and in relationship. And so it's going to take us a whole lot longer than a few months to a couple years to undo a lot of those things. Yeah. And so, I mean, I look at us now and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Actually look at how we prioritize our intimacy and our love and our lives. And I feel like even just going through recent grief and loss and all of that has done something to our foundation that is unshakable. And it's so sad and sucky at the same time that it had to be something so shitty that led us to that place. But since we went through what we went through and kind of came through the other side, I feel so safe and so solid with you and just seeing how you held space and how you've held me and just the way that you've continuously just kept show, you keep showing up. And I know that a lot of the way that you've been very recently has been because of this work and you leaning more into your leadership and not shying away from the big emotions or and any of those, just all of that in general. And now, and I share this with my girlfriends, I shared it yesterday. I'm like, I just feel so good in our relationship. And I'm so proud and impressed by you and to be with you and the fact that you just continue to go, okay, what's next now? And I hope that in this podcast, people are able to hear hope you know, cause they might think X amount of years into a relationship, this is what it is. And that doesn't have to be true. Yeah. I'm with you, sweetie. Yeah. Thank you for saying all that. Yeah. I love the shit out of you. I love you too. And I don't want this podcast to go too long. Yeah. So I really just want to get kind of, you know, this was my like kind of towards the end, more or less. If you have any additional highlights or resources that you would suggest for couples or for men who might want to step more into this kind of role, or maybe there's going to be some ladies out there that share this podcast with their male counterparts, if they're in heteronormative relationship or just people in general. So they might send this to them and be like, listen to this story. You know, if he can do it, you can do it. Yeah. So 
certainly consuming content in this domain is absolutely necessary. It's a place to start. It's a place to consistently come back to. And it's just a staple and par for the course for my life. Obviously being a leader and practitioner and supporting others through this process, it's all the more important for me, but for my personal development in this regard. And so some books that come to mind, Way of the Superior Man, that's more just masculine, feminine dynamics. It is in a sense like the bro Bible. It's like I don't know if it would be the bro Bible. Yeah, it's the because it's the, definitely the, not the conscious bro-y. man's Bible. Okay. So there's that. There's the book Pussy by Mama Gina comes to mind that landed for me and it made me appreciate women and women's power and yeah, femininity and just a lot of things. So that another honorable mention. And then reading books around kink and memoirs. So I am a dominant comes to mind and there's just Diary lots of, of those. What's a diary of a submissive is the other perspective. Yeah. And so being exposed to erotic energy on a consistent basis, super important. That's erotic education. Big, erotic education. Yeah. A big part of my journey. And at some point, reading books ain't fucking enough. Mm-hmm. And ain't you can only enough. get so, right? You can only get so much out of books. And so this is something that I really hold the line for and will confront friends, clients, followers. Like, how serious are you? Because reading books, cool. You're showing some sincerity, but... You have to do something. You have to do something. You have to put it in, like, you have to be embodied. You have to bring your body into the mix. Yeah. Otherwise, it stays in your head. Yeah. And so this is where the literal and figurative, put your money where your mouth is, comes into play. So you go to (laughs) an immersive experience, a retreat, you hire a coach, you do an online DIY and or guided live experience. Any number of and those things. And there's a things. ton. There's a ton, there's a ton of free things. Yes. And there's a ton of paid for things. And yeah, there's a massive spectrum. And I always like to call people out in this kind of regard here because sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. But what do you have to lose if you don't put your time investment? If you don't, because when I say like there's so much you can, there's a, such a wide range when it comes to an, investing in your personal development. And that doesn't only include money. Yeah. Because I notice sometimes people have all the money in the world that they could need and more. But the story is I don't have the But time. the story is that I don't have time or I don't have the energy even. So for some people is the harder piece. And so you must. And I even have a friend right now that the other day I was at dinner and I, I was like, you know, what's the actual order of these priorities? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you prioritizing? Because like all these other things, like this thing in your life is not actually going to be around in a couple of years. Like it's not even going to be a thing that you're bothered with while your relationship or your sex is drowning. It's dying. You're starting. This thing is falling apart. So you have to prioritize this and you know, like that's the extreme, but you have to prioritize it and it's worth it. We will be your cheerleaders and we will be the people that will consistently tell you that this You investing time, energy, money, whatever it is, to the degree that you can in this area of your life will pay you back. Strong ROI. In unquantifiable dividends. One of my favorite lines. (laughs) Unquantifiable dividends. Dividends. It will pay you back. Strong phrase. It will pay you back, yeah. Yeah, and potentially the last thing around this is community. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. And I referenced this, but I'll double-click on her. 
when we went to the Tantra Meets BDSM and several of these experiences we've done and others we haven't mentioned explicitly with Kimmy and doing a conscious kink weekend with her and some of our closest friends curated, it then becomes a thing that is not just mine, not just ours, but we get to share it with our community, with our friends, and we get to trade notes. We get to hold each other accountable, be sources of inspiration for one another. That has been hugely helpful and valuable. And people we were just talking to before this call, they express that they don't have that. They don't have strong women, men, couples, community that they trust, that they can feel supported by and have that dynamic. And how did I find that? I started going to these things. I started doing these programs and then inevitably what you focus on, you know, where, what is it? Where you, where energy, energy goes, goes, attention, no. And when attention, attention goes, goes, energy flows. Energy, flows. <laughs> energy is there. One of those happy, clappy personal development <laughs> statements. And so that led me to those people that led us to our people, to the community that now are into this work for themselves, for their coupleship. And we get to experience it together as a community. And we get to, we also get to benefit from being in friendship with other couples and other people that we admire who are consistently doing the work to go deeper into love and to have (laughs) deeper depths of their intimacy And that's really special to be around a lot of deeply integrated healing couples. Mm. That's really, really fucking special to have community that's like that. And that we're all standing for each other's relationship winning. Yeah. And that includes the intimacy. I definitely think we hold that pull for everybody. We're the champion in that Mm -hmm. regard where it's like, and what new sex things have you guys been up to recently? And if you haven't, if you don't have anything to say, then here's your sign to do a next thing. Mm. Yeah. All right, baby. Should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Wrap your tool. Come on. Yeah. So I think we're done. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It feels totally relevant and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we have couples goals. That's that's what I was going to say. Okay, bye. And then I was going to say, but wait, there's a little more. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. We also do this for people. Shocker. Shocker. If you're listening to this, did you know that? We help Men, women, and children. <laughs> <laughs> well, the men and women that hopefully help their children. <laughs> I don't know. Pass on to the next I feel generation. ridiculous right now. Yeah, so we support. I hold down the men. You hold down the women. And then together, couples. Mm-hmm. And We hold them down with our hands. We hold, we them, hold them in place. We, we submit them with our dominance. <laughs> and so... The thing I think that is most relevant to this conversation is couples goals, although the men and women's piece definitely is too, but this one's also timely. We have the next round of our couples goals virtual experience, which is a six-week container, Zoom calls once a week, two hours, look at it like date night, and it's generally around 10 other couples, and it's a mastermind slash master heart kind of experience where we show you the buffet of this realm of conscious kink, of BDSM, of Domsa, of Tantra, of, of, tantra. Authentic, of authentic relating. Yes, all the things. So much. Yeah. Then we have our retreat that builds on that. It's like, cool, we got to do this together. And then we go to a really beautiful house and we bring in some of our friends and we guide you through some of this awesome stuff in person because yeah. that's where yeah. like you really get to ground it in and integrate. I think beyond all of the things that we showcase to people, what they really leave with is... Like when I was saying earlier, our foundation and how it feels unshakable and like any kind of topic could be thrown out. Any life thing could happen. And our communication 
and the way that we show up for each other and the way that we view our relationship is the thing that I feel like is unshakable. Mm. And so that's like the main thing that I feel stands out about that program and a lot of the work that we do is people are deeply changed afterwards because- Uh, There's a couple that has had an amazing experience in particular that were on the verge of not making it and are now like reliving the honeymoon phase in a sustainable way. It's so, I just feel so honored, so special. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely in the business of keeping families together, keeping Mm. love alive- Ooh, um, I like that phrase. And just keeping intimacy steadily progressing and expanding. And so, yeah, people come into these spaces and it might look like, oh, I'm going to do this fun six-week thing with these two goofballs who are teaching about sex and intimacy. And your whole life changes afterwards. And it's Sorry not a promise it. that we can necessarily make to you. I mean, it, it just comes an with... guarantee. <laughs> it just comes with the process where it's when you show up for this deeply intimate part of who you are, especially in ways that you've never done before, your whole life starts to shift around it. You it's feel, inevitable. You feel more of who you really truly are inside. And you're a little bit less apologetic for taking up space and being expressed and going for your pleasure. And that's because you know who you really are. And for couples, you're able to meet each other, to actually look across at the other person and be able to be with all of who they are Mm -hmm. and to be able to communicate back and forth in ways that maybe you've never been able to before. And so it's really, really special. And it's so much fun. We -hmm. have so much fun with our people and the retreats are next fucking level. So This is a big fat invitation that if you are an all in couple, what does that mean, babe? Well, all ins like out is not an option. You know, that's your person. You know, that's your person. And we say sometimes that we're couples in crisis. It's not for, and yet we've We've seen, we've helped some. So there's a certain demographic that maybe fall into that bucket that this is actually perfect for, but it's people who are committed like people that are, you're not going anywhere. important to me. And I'm willing to put in some serious effort and show you, show myself, show the universe that I fucking care. If you come with any semblance of that energy, you're going to have a good time. Absolutely. So we're looking for people who you're partnered with your person. And it doesn't matter what your relationship status is. If you are boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever your relationship and your orientation is, it does not matter. And if you're engaged or married or whatever it looks like, Young, old. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's people in partnership that are not going anywhere that want to make it even better than it's ever been. People helping people. People helping people. (laughs) I'm like, it's better than I can go take a nap. Yeah, let's be done. Let's be done. So you're invited into Couples Goals. Check the show notes for direct links to these virtual, these experiences, virtual and the in-person. The in-person is in Austin. And the links will also tell you the dates that all these things start. And if you have any questions, and you can reach out to hello at sexandlove.co. That's dot C-O. Dot co. Yo. All right, fam. We love you so very much. We are champions for your love. <sighs> we'll see you next week. Peace, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.